0: Uh, Welcome, everybody. We're back with our Out of Body Experiences podcast, our December 2017 edition. We've been away for about a month or so, a little bit more than a month. I think the last thing we did was prior to SEMA uh, due to circumstances beyond our control. uh, We took a little break, but uh, we're back, and hopefully we're back with a vengeance. So I want to welcome Eddie Day.
1: Again, thanks for having me, Tom. I see the house shaped up nice outside. All right? The Nutley mausoleum. Okay. Oh my god.
0: The mausoleum. All right. I'm not even I going think in there. Very nice. No, it looks I beautiful. There. And
1: I'll tell you what, the guy whoever did it did a nice job. They did I I know I, yeah. I've done it. Yeah. They did a great okay. job. They really nice and neat. And nice I, new sign. Yes. You happy with them?
0: Oh yeah, they did a fantastic. Yeah, job. they did great guys. Clean clean great as a whistle. Job. But anyway, I want to also welcome back Alicia Figuerelli.
2: Oh, thanks. Nice to see you. Good to see you every day.
0: Every day, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like I'm oh, well. Here. This early, you usually don't see me this early. No,
2: that's true. It's like the middle <laughs> of the night for you.
0: Yeah, there you go. But um, we hope everybody enjoys the show, and uh, I hope everybody's uh happy that we're back. Huh, I'm happy that we're back.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I, I I enjoy it. I am gonna take some time from the from the office today, and uh, I'm gonna do a uh, little Christmas stuff. For other people instead of myself, we're gonna do it every year. We do something from the shop that we donate. We have a, a large uh, percentage of our our dollars go to uh, a couple of local charities, St. Jude's. We visit. Uh, we have a, a Votech school that's close to us that uh, that kids are having a hard time, and uh, so we do. Clothing, co-drive, and and so on and so forth. These are these are these are kids that are that walk into the bank account at the TD Bank with a dollar to put in the bank account. And, that's uh, nice. So that they nice. realize how fortunate we are, and uh, not to get all gooey on us, but um, you know, God's been good to all of us sitting here, and uh, we don't realize that how some how hard some people have it. We just we lose sight of it. We only do it around the holidays, and we try to do it during the course of the year also, and uh, and that's what makes me sleep at night and. It works for me, and uh, if you're listening, shop owners, and I'm sure it's a this is a, body shop guys are very very generous. I have to say. So the most people, the most of people that are listening to this right now, most likely do things. And if you don't, get out and do something before Christmas. There's people out there that just really need help.
0: It's always nice to
1: give back. That's all I got to say. My Sorry.
2: sister-in-law, yes. who you may remember a few years back, bought a car from you. Uh-huh. She's the executive director of a shelter called Birth Haven in Newton, New Jersey and they cater to homeless women um who find themselves pregnant they get pregnant they get kicked out of the house or they're already homeless and they find out they're pregnant the shelter takes them in and it lets them stay there uh through the pregnancy through the birth and for i believe it's six to eight weeks after the baby's born they teach them life skills they help them get jobs they help them get geds they have them um they help them get jobs and also help them save money so that yeah absolutely for sure and they're nonprofit so they're running something every year they do a big gala usually and they make a lot of money off it but they also spend a lot of money because that's how a gala works but this year they're not doing that they're doing something called the 12 days of giving or the 12 days of hope Tina I'm sorry if I got the name wrong where they're just doing videos every day they're doing a different video to showcase one woman's story and her baby and how well they're doing now so it's really cool and it's nonprofit and it's just if you want to give back it's another great way to do it it's birthhaven.org that's my shameless plug. If that you uh, if you like babies, <laughs> or if you don't like babies, <laughs> but you like giving back, do it. So.
1: So when I came through Nutley just now, I went. People were shopping. And so everybody's just bustling around. It's kind of cool. It's like like Broadway in Newark would be for me as a kid. Mm-hmm. It's
2: not cool. Or going through Nutley at twelve o'clock shopping. Is oh not no, cool. no 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 no. It's shop right d- in Nutley at it's 12 o'clock ba- it's, it's bad God's waiting for I, I know it's that it's terrible
1: but, it, it, but it, it's nice to see a regular town where you can actually shop in yes, your own with town with the community For yeah. the community itself mm-hmm. it, don't get me wrong if you get stuck behind the Buickle Sabre with the little guy yes. with the hat on it's a long friggin ride down Center Street <laughs> okay okay, you're dead you're done you just pull the be a rush. <laughs> warm up put dinner in the fridge
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. you're not
1: coming home you know what I mean <laughs> but that's it it sucks but, you know, especially the Buick Sabre. No, no, I'm sorry. But the Toyota Avalon's taken over the Buick Sabre.
0: Yeah, where years ago it was the Cadillac. It was a caddy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. But just to give people's perspective, Nutley is a, a small town of <clears throat> like 25,000 people, which uh, 24,998 are Italian. <laughs> One poor uh, Jewish guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I pay probably 10,000 less than you have an acre property. Yeah, you have
0: what? About 10 times the, the, the land that I have up there? I, got, I have
1: a full acre. Yeah. In Montville yeah well so it's a good and you know, you know my driveway is 300 feet long and i pay you
0: know that's that's longer than my lot or bigger than my lot so i pay that but half what you pay. as long as as long as uh we have the safety and and know everybody in town. I'm
1: fine with paying Oh, the taxes. thanks. Look, there's a price we pay for all this. Stuff. Absolutely. I just, I'm, uh, the only reason I stay in New Jersey is for fresh mozzarella and pursuit. <laughs> <laughs> <That's it>. Well, <laughs> now after that, I'll leave. I don't get. Oh, well, now
0: a new governor. I don't know if any of us want to stay, but yeah. Yeah, okay. that's another cool. story. That's
1: a different, different
2: story. All
0: right, yeah. should we get into right. some uh, industry stuff?
2: Ready. Shops should prepare for vehicles notifying owners of their work and mistakes. Telematics okay. will alert customers to collision repairer activity and inactivity on their vehicle two diagnostic experts warned in October at the Collision Industry Conference. The customer has the ability to check up on us, AirPro Operations Executive Director Chuck Olson said, of newer vehicles during the October Emerging Technologies Committee segment. We're going to be seeing more and more of that, he said. The shop is now committed to doing a post-repair scan to ensure that the car confirms a clean bill of health to the customer after delivery, Olson said. It's not just newer vehicles with built-in OEM devices, such as OnStar's diagnostic alerts dating back to 2015, or Hyundai's Blue Link dating back a couple of years prior. Aftermarket OBD2 plugins, such as Verizon's Hum and Meineke's Revi, can alert drivers to diagnostic faults on vehicles dating back to 1996.
1: That's been going on for a while, and I don't I don't know how many customers. There, there was a, a program. There was a program that somebody was pushing for a while. Um, where the customer could see, could be online, see the car, see the updates of the vehicle, okay? Photographs, you know. And, you know, I, I, most of my customers, they don't even want to get on the phone anymore. Our customers do not have the time, unless you got that kooky customer that wants to watch his car get worked on through the whole process, you don't want to work on that guy's car. Because he's a pain in the ass, you know? Mm-hmm. So, So, do I think this is coming? No, I don't think it's coming this fast. People want to be left alone, and then what they want—they want to hear, "Your car's the shop. It's fine. It's safe. Your car's an assembly. You know, buy text, and it's ready for pickup. It's washed, clean. Know what they want to hear, if your paint peels in six years, Mr. Goldman, I'm going to pick your car up and paint it for free. That's what your customers are here. They want to hear you're going to be there for them. That you're a solid business, and you're going to be open when they when they come back in a year later. That's it's it's pretty simple, but they want to be left alone. They want the car fixed easy. This could be, yeah, okay, Cadillac has cameras now. They're all all four corners of cars car, if your car gets bumped in a parking lot, it actually downloads that recording to an SD card, okay? It's it's, it's here, but customers want to be left out of the repair. I'll tell you a story. When I was a kid, real quick, when I was a kid, my father had a 66 Impala, so God's honest truth, underneath the dashboard, it looked like an A track player, and it wasn't an A track player. Every once in a while, a manila, a little... Tan card, I mean, a little cardboard pull would come out of it, and it would say, and it was printed out, needs transmission fluid or needs oil. It was hooked up through the speedometer. Okay. So the speedometer would give it's it ten thousand. For... Well, this is, and I said, am I imagining this? And I even asked, but <laughs> God rest his soul, my stepfather I said, he goes, you remember that? So this stuff's been going on, this, and these are all marketing programs. They're really not designed for the car, the customer to look at his car while it's getting fixed. It's something BMW wrote into their program on their mirror their sos system that when you drive by the dealer and you have uh, a transmission fluids low it alerts the dealer the nearest dealer gets an email so they can call the customer. Hmm. this this is happening now when they get in an accident same thing
0: but this i mean the part of the story says it uh shops should prepare for vehicles notifying owners of their work and mistakes that's the that's the oh, okay. how would that happen? and mistakes but no i'm just uh, saying no, we have that lawyers is,
1: for, we, have, we got the three lawyers no. that sued us
0: for 40 million <laughs> that'll notify us mistakes. no but you know i'm picturing when i'm ready i'm picturing i'm driving down the car i'm like collision restoration screwed up your your trunk <laughs> yeah. <or> yeah. Your <laughs> what a crappy color match
1: <laughs> <laughs> get a text. exactly that bumper doesn't match anymore oh there's a scratch on the other side of the car that never was there until you dropped your car off why did you take your car to this dumpy shop yeah right right there's dust on your rearview mirror (laughs) shit like we need we need more friggin people looking at our work right you know he doesn't pay for that dumpster you want, you want to add to this? Yeah, I'm here, too. So I'm whenever sorry. you guys want to stop,
2: I, I I'm also here. I could just step out. and play to with in. the dogs and come back. Whenever. I'd, I'd love to jump in, in the <laughs> today. if there was a, a little bit of break in the action. I think the point of the article is that they're talking about the importance of doing post-repair scans because now the customer is going to know if you don't because it's going to tell them, hey, yeah, look you, what they missed. Look,
1: you got to scan a car. You, you do. have to. But, and, and the insurance companies have to realize... If we're not getting compensated for an in-house scan, I'm just I'm this is I I talked to a representative from one of my major directs today and we had this conversation. The bottom line is if you gave us a blanket dollar figure for us to plug on that car and scan it, instead of calling Joe Blow's scan, marking it up twenty-five percent, towing it to the dealership. Bat, you know, to the dealership because the airbag light's on. If you gave us a proper figure, which most companies do, some of the big three or four do not. So you, they want you to produce an invoice. But that invoice is always going to be $200 plus markup. If they gave us a regular number in there someplace, a comfortable number, not asking for the moon, and gave us the incentive to go spend $6,000, $7,000 on a scanner, you might see... A lower dollar figure on the bottom of your estimate, insurance company. This is a fact. You might you might not see the you know the the drive-in guy that comes and hooks up for fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. charging us two twenty-five, and then we're marking it up twenty-five. That's because we're entitled to that because we are we're entitled to markup because we have to warranty the car for the rest of its life. Right. Okay, so you that's something the insurance companies have to get together at a, a mid-level and that doesn't have to come from the ivory tower mm-hmm. and say you know what. Give the guys blah, 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 and across the board, and make us feel that it's it's to our advantage to have that in-house scan done. I do all the scanning in-house, whatever I can do. We do as much as we can. We buy four or five scan tools every three or four years. We update them, and it works for us. Mm-hmm. Some things I can't do. Some things are on a manufacturer level, you know. And with BMW starting to use fiber optic, Mercedes using fiber, that's going to throw us out of the game for a while until somebody makes a scan tool that that talks to fiber. I'm sure so, it's coming and it's coming right it's coming so anyhow yes wouldn't it improve
2: cycle time too that's what they're always oh, yelling about right
1: it's it's of course because of course
2: that's another yeah. hiccup that doesn't happen well, if you've scanned you
1: know what? it unfortunately some companies make you search for parts all over the place and then they complain about cycle time mm-hmm. the reality is if if we're going to use an aftermarket system if the customer knows they're going to buy an aftermarket policy they get aftermarket parts nobody likes it none of us like it it lowers our markup the quality repair changes it's not the same part, and we know that. But the reality is, is that cycle time is all about saving thirty dollars a day for rental. It really is. There's no there's no advantage. Plus, the faster they close the file, the less bodily injury claims they go. And nobody gets the sore back and neck. You aggravate a, a consumer, it's coming back at you somehow mm-hmm. or another. You know.
0: There seems to be a trend, and it seems to be working in you know, especially with the John Eagle case, that shops are starting to sue a lot more shops um, and and they seem to be and yeah. seem to be getting some yeah. victories where in the past you know it would be just a, a lot of money spent for a little return and by the time mm-hmm. you got the return and the some, appeals and everything yeah. it just or you're it just it a wo- little
2: guy who gets exhausted it when wore the you company out i mean
1: that's that's a big because they have all fight. the money in the know.
0: world but now it seems to be like the, the tide seems to be changing, turning a little bit mm-hmm. uh, to the advantage of the body shops. Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah, mean, what do you stand I, on that? Do you think it's it's a worthwhile cause?
1: Uh, uh, Tom, I uh, I hate court. I'm not a fan of attorneys. Uh, I, where do I stand? I don't know. I've, I've never... I don't know if my gut's churning going to court. You know, uh, the older I get, the less confrontational I become. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I You know, I, I just want to be kind of left alone and... And, and run my business. I want and I like tomorrow we have a Christmas party. I know half of the guys there. And they tell me to go screw myself when they go walk out the door after the party. <laughs> I understand that. But you know what? It makes me feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? But I don't know if that would make me feel good. I don't but know if the that, big the big fight is that you know, to on be the write... phone with the attorney. Yeah. You know, I could be writing estimates and fixing cars. But yeah. that's the path some guys choose. I admire them, their tenacity. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know if that's for me. Yeah.
0: Right, you got to be a certain kind of individual <clears> to be able to go through all that and and stay into it, stay in it to the end. Just oh, like right that. in it, and some yeah. guys
1: regret doing it. I yeah. know a couple of guys doing it right yeah. now, and they said they wouldn't have chosen that path, right. but now they're stuck in it. Now yeah. you're in it. in it. You're in but it. On the and the other then,
0: end, though, I, I, like I said, we we hear more and more of guys. Actually winning and and, oh, that, and pay, no, paying people, off. So hey, look,
1: it, it, the, people sign the, the balance is changing a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely, which yeah. is a good sign. You go into court as an expert. You know we're the expert. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the other side. Mm-hmm. You get somebody to sign an assignment of proceeds, an appraisal clause. You'll win every time. Mm-hmm. You'll win for you. They'll do it out of court because they don't want to set a precedent on labor rate. I understand that, but the the guys will win. They do. They do win across the country.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know you go in at yeah. ninety dollars, eighty dollars, whatever it is, or whatever you're asking, $200, two hundred, five mm-hmm. hundred. You're the repair expert.
0: Right.
1: We're the expert. Not the girl coming right. in exactly. that just went to People's Auto Body School and a dent is the size of a hand, yeah. so, there's, so two hands are two hours. Not that person. <laughs> You're the repair expert. You're the one that breathed this garbage for the last 30 years of your life and laid under a car, got hurt, sit there and cry in a milk crate because you can't afford your parts bills and then the next week you're flush. That roller coaster, you're the one experienced the roller coaster. You're the repair expert. And yes, you want to stand your ground? Stand your ground. I didn't choose that path. Right. I don't have the Mm -hmm. stomach for it. Right. But do I admire a guy that hangs in there? Yeah, I guess I do. I do. It's a good fight.
2: A Mercedes dealership accused of demanding a mafia-style bribe from something near and dear to our hearts.
1: (laughs) There is no such thing as a mafia, okay? He's got his fingers crossed, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) Um...
2: Mercedes dealership accused of demanding a mafia-style bribe from a New York body shop in exchange for renewing an OEM certification sponsorship has wow. fired back with a defamation countersuit.
0: You must have ran into some bribes, though. Like you said, growing up in New York, like uh,
1: you know what I, I got. It's it, it, no. How's this? All right. I'm I'm nine years old. Okay, <laughs> this is the God's honest truth, right? So this is my first introduction to corruption. Okay, on a on a. Would I say mafia level? Nah, that, it's just low end
0: M word, M word,
1: the M word, right? <laughs> and I'm in my, I'm in my uncle's Cadillac. I'm nine years old, right? And the, and the car seemed so enormous, right? There was like 80 ashtrays, right? Was, <laughs> yes, right? Yes. And they did like 66 cigarettes. No seatbelts. They were the but... biggest freaking things, right? They were just huge. Yeah, yes. No seatbelts. Forget, forget about a seatbelt. You yeah. bounced off the dashboard, yeah. and they told you to shut up. Right? <laughs> I, had that, you know, <laughs> I right? had
0: that little extra stupid window that went down. Right, what, little, what were they called?
1: I, I love that little window. The, in and the back. Yeah, little the little window was fantastic. No, 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 yeah. a little vent window. Yeah, little vent. Yeah, yes. 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 like, fantastic. Big... The big window had to go down first, and the little one had to go down <laughs> first.
0: Come on, I just want, to go,
1: want some air. Fantastic. <laughs> so my my grandma had a. You house. want
2: air because they're all smoking? Yeah, everybody smoked. Yeah. Like Scars, a snowdog video. Right. Yes,
1: but they had they had a house on Mont Prospect Avenue in Newark. It was a last house, right? So I guess, I I worked at the printing shop, I just cleaned up, I was like 10 years old, you know? And the worst part about the printing shop was like, I'm 10, going towards that and 10, 12 age, I wanna hear about women, right? So <laughs> nice I'm call like, back
2: to our previous I, episode, so, by the so, way, with the print yeah. shop, very good. Yeah. Nice. So
1: <laughs> I wanna go back, I wanna to listen to it, cause I, all these swarthy looking Italian men, you know, tough World War II veterans, you know, they were just coolest guys in the world, you know? <clears throat> they all ran this printing shop. So I wanna hear about girls, you know, and sex, right? But all I heard was, who made the best she got oil and beans? <laughs> <laughs> Your wife can't cook. It was all about food for eight hours. <laughs> who made the best menace? Aunt Julie stinks. She's no good. So anyhow. But um, so they, my uncle gets a phone call from the building inspector. Uh, from my prospect there, but it was a two-family. So we drive over, and there's a guy standing at the curb. And my uncle's got an envelope in his hand, right? So the guy leans over, he goes, Romeo, the town's complaining they want a fire escape. And my uncle takes his, his envelope and it just passed right by my nose. He goes, here's your fire escape. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, oh, Jesus, Romeo, you do beautiful construction. And they walked away from each other. And I went... Oh, you just pay a guy and he puts a I thought he was putting the fire escape up <laughs> <Yeah. on>, right. <laughs> I'm freaking ten years old, right? So, so that was my only introduction to bri- there introduction you and people being bribed and,
0: and Uncle Romeo. Uncle Romeo who wore the Panama hat.
1: Who wore the we, Panama hat. As we go all around. Yes he did. Full circle. Wow. And it's funny too, right? The, my the, the rumor was and that I I shouldn't say this, but the the, rumor, the, the 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 joke was when Uncle Romeo died he was so crooked they were gonna screw him into the ground, right? <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, they weren't going to bury him, right? Oh, my So, God. Uncle Romeo, we go to St. Lucy's Church to bury Uncle Romeo, right? And the priest, Father Granada at the time, at St. Lucy's, which is a, is the, the national shrine for St. Gerard. It's the most beautiful church in New Jersey. The priest is saying, Uncle Rome, Romeo, Romeo, Matias, sat right there. He donated to our church. And it was something about, like, when a mob guy, or alleged mob guy... <laughs> um, <laughs> donated money it got him closer to god no, <laughs> ma- no matter no matter what it was no matter what he did okay there was jesus photos all over the place and saints it was hysterical the whole printing shop had stuff, religious artifacts all over mm-hmm. you know but uh that's my story about the bribe and, and i hope every, i i don't know it's, it's just a, i was a kid what do i know what did i know you know
2: in a report that's surprising nobody on planet earth using data collected for the national motor vehicle crash causation survey for the u.s department of transportation it sounds like a real
1: party uh, yeah, it's like atmosphere fun there. Group, huh? <laughs> it's like forty accountants in a room. Wait, <laughs> hold on.
2: Let's listen to this party animal, Steve Kastner, a safety. No, I shouldn't say that. He's, I'm sure he's a nice man. Steve Kasner, a safety expert and author of *Careful: A User's Guide to Our Injury-Prone Minds*, determined. Oh, Steve, I'm that.
1: sorry, Steve. Okay, um, it sounds like he's a very like dedicated. I'd be individual. like a four-month-old trying to keep my head up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Go ahead. Oh. I'm writing a book, Steve. I'm sure it's on Amazon. <laughs> Blockbuster. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. My apologies, Steve.
2: Okay. These have been determined to be the types of car accidents that happen the most. But I should have you, like, close your eyes and then quiz you on this and just say, like, what are the most common causes of car accidents?
1: And sure. You- ha <laughs> self-important <laughs> jerk-offs in one series BMWs that they can't afford. Okay? <laughs> okay? That's the three. That's, right? that's it. There's nobody else on the <laughs> yeah. list.
2: That's everybody. Yeah, that's
1: it. <laughs> all right.
2: Falling asleep at the wheel accounts for about 7% of all crashes and oh, 21... Phil Murphy's going to fix that with pot.
1: <laughs> Go ahead. I'm Phil sorry. Murphy's our next governor.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: okay. What? Where did you find this? This article... Keep reading. It's cool. It's yeah. It's great. It's I mean, it's
1: information that I need to know. Steve,
0: you're boring. You gotta get a life. You gotta get a girlfriend, Steve. Call up Uncle Romeo. I get your point. Just bring an envelope.
2: (laughs) Bring an envelope. (laughs) If nothing else, you get the recipe for the The (laughs) escarole. (laughs) <laughs> all right. Falling asleep accounts for 7% of all crashes and 21% of fatal crashes. Make sure you get enough sleep. Like, do I have to really? You're going to make me read No, like, like, I okay, would just, <laughs> just read
0: the list and okay. let it okay. Come, okay. comment <laughs> on
1: okay. it. Okay.
2: All right. Loss of vehicle control accounts for about 11% of all crashes.
1: Well, now now that's 11%. So if you're telling me the autonomous cars are going to strip the, we may have to back up on our, our, our last statement. That autonomy is going to take 50% of the cars in Florida for 11%, okay? (laughs) right? No, no, I'm just saying. Mm. (laughs) Blind left turns. Who did that? How does he know that? Who said that? Blind left turns. Nobody, and no freaking driver admits he's wrong. I don't understand where they got the data on that.
2: Well, wait a minute. Going back to loss of vehicle control, isn't that just like there's a bee in the car and you just freak out?
1: but, but you agree. know what if, like I think if today's course steers itself yes so it's only going to take away 11% of the work go ahead yeah, yeah.
2: yeah I'm good alright blind left turns accounts for 12% of all blind crashes left turns. wait <laughs> no but like,
1: if you if you you can't see around the bus or the dump truck right <laughs> don't risk driving out of this you know how many friggin oh. years is this guy going on we gotta on? give this guy <laughs> like if this college. is college I didn't miss much Steve alright <laughs> you got a master Steve <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm going to mail you the money back.
2: Wait, wait, wait. This is, we're going to get letters. Sorry. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> Tough, all right? It's funny. If you don't like it, all right.
2: Wait, it gets better. It gets better. rear Well
1: that, Can we go back to not paying attention? Please. Okay. Oh, <laughs> well, if you can't see around If you can't
2: see around, who's who's? Where's your sense of adventure? Challenge (laughs) that bus
1: and that dump truck, the cement truck. Challenge us. Where's your sense? Have some fun in life, okay? Pass the guy on the right at sixty with the car seat, okay?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just close your eyes, hope for the best. That's right. Put a little fun into your drive in the morning. That tire
1: won't bother you. Oh my God.
2: Yeah. Watch for those brake lights and always give yourself plenty of space to stop if you need to. This is pertinent information that we need to know. I'm telling you. Well, no, you
1: rear-enders.
0: You you didn't say that.
2: Rear-enders accounts. <laughs> <laughs> rear-enders accounts for 23 to 30% of all crashes. Oh, I keep losing my spot. Pay attention to the car in front of you.
1: Watch <laughs> my- <laughs> this you <one> guys, really. <laughs>
2: We should have him on as a guest.
1: Oh, yeah. After this? (laughs) Are you
2: kidding me? Watch for those brake lights and always give yourself plenty of space to stop if you need to. Not staying in your lane accounts for roughly 30% of all crashes. That goes into autonomous vehicles again, too. That's already here with the lane assistant. When you're driving, focus on the road. Not the people in the car, not your radio, and not your phone. It doesn't take much for a driver to drift out of lane and cause a serious
1: accident. Oh. You know, look, I want to die like my aunt Julie in her sleep. I do, not the six people in the back seat going, "No, Julie!" No!
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Did you oh. see that one? <laughs> oh my God!
2: The rest of the causes involve things like rolling right on red lights. I do every day.
0: Yes, we all do. Yeah. Right, go ahead. Take Which can
2: which, yeah, exactly, which Krasner says accounts for 6% of all pedestrian fatalities, 21% of which are children. Furthermore, the National Motor Vehicle Crash Causation Survey suggests that about 36% of all pre-crash events, which, as you said, is just otherwise known as driving. Driving.
1: (laughs) What the hell is a pre-crash event?
2: (laughs) Occurred while drivers were turning or crossing at intersections. That's why it's imperative you always come to a complete stop, then check carefully for pedestrians and vehicles before turning or driving through. You can read more of Casner's data at the. At, there's no vehicle,
1: This is motor vehicle class in high school.
2: ASP New Jersey is teaming up with Wamba, which is the Washington Metropolitan Auto Body Association. Wow. To Wamba is going to be putting on the education at Northeast in 2018. So oh, very cool. Not only are we expanding to double our show floor space, um, we're also going to have you know national like the kind of education that you could find at SEMA. Not that you weren't getting that already, but they're really bringing it to the next level. It's going to be a lot of big names, a lot of really good issues and topics to be discussed. Right. Which is
0: March 16th, 17th and 18th, mm-hmm. 2018 at the Meadowlands Exposition Center. Been, and
2: our online pre reg is open. Been, so go to It's been a to, pleasure
1: to watch that that show grow. Yeah. Well, you you, you were part of that. 30 years ago. Yeah, you yeah. were a
0: big part of that. What's the uh, the Even, website link?
2: Oh, it's a a s p n j com a a s p n j com.
0: And you can re- go online and register right now. For free. The whole relationship with Wamba, our goal ultimately is to kind of be SEMA East. Um, this is the first step in doing something like that. Uh, Wamba has a, a long, long history of putting on really, really great seminars and educational programs. And uh, they're going to bring it up to the Northeast Show. And we feel very, very comfortable putting it in their hands. And we expect a huge turnout. Uh, to come out and uh, really get educated and get trained uh, for all these things that we talk about and all the changes that are going on in the industry. Uh, the one place that you're going to be able to find that on the East Coast is the Northeast Show. So um, go online and register now. Get a jump on it. And uh, the seminar slate will be coming out probably in January.
2: Hopefully. well. Um, yeah between january february March, yeah I think.
0: yeah and uh but go online register now so you get your stuff set mm-hmm. and uh, we're looking forward to working with wamba and we think it's going to be uh
2: it's going to be big because yeah. i mean out at SEMA in november this is probably the first year and i've only been going for i think four years five years maybe but this is the first year that people have really been saying to me i'm going to SEMA, and i'm going to northeast and that's it I'm not going to anything else
0: we're very excited a lot of
1: hard work it's gonna
0: be uh, awesome we're very excited about this uh relationship with Wamba.
2: yeah they're gonna bring it really to the next level
0: didn't that story with our friend pete happen with you around christmas
1: time oh that was a holiday thing i used to hunt i used to bow hunt so extended bow season oh i would have loved to see that (laughs) (laughs) no that was was for was you know what after i got a pet i could never kill anything yeah once you once you had a pet in your house a dog or a cat i couldn't watch anything suffer there's no way you know And, uh, but Pete, but I have my bow hunting stuff in the car, unfortunately. I just got this, I just got a car, very cool car. And my, my, my friend, and I got my, you know, my camos in the back of the car. Everything, my camouflage. So I have Pete, this kid, Chris, Bobby Goyas, Bob Pontchratley, we're all in my car. Are we supposed to use last
2: names? Is that going to be
1: a (laughs) (laughs)
2: Statute of limitations. And,
1: uh, and Pete's driving up Bloomfield Avenue, and Pete, for some reason... He was just like a gassy guy, you know. I no, no, it's Pete. Okay, no, I got to tell Pete's story, right? Pete, Pete's, so your, best friend, the, we by, Pete's your best friend. Go back. Pete's your best friend. My you... closest, one of my closest friends in the world for, yeah. for 35 years. Yeah. Sweet sweet 40, Forty years, high
0: school. Sweetest man in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Great, greatest guy. Great shop owner. Yes. Knows his stuff. Yes. I won't mention the shop. A okay? and, yeah. and a good person. And on a heart of gold but mm-hmm. he starts. He's, he's passing gas. Okay, and it's not good. It's not like you know you're you not notice it. So after the fourth time, I decide that I stop on Bloomfield Avenue. We're we're 20 years old. And I drag him out of the car and I drive away, for real. I left them there. Okay. <laughs> That's so anyhow, a running theme in he your. He ends up in front of a gas station, an Exxon station. Okay. Now, so I didn't know the cops are watching us. Montclair cops are watching us, right? So they pick Pete up. Now I get. I look in my rearview mirror. Lights. Cops pull me over. I'm on Bloomfield Avenue, about a mile up. We dropped him off about a mile back, right? So the guy goes. The cop goes. flash registration, insurance card. He goes. Who was that guy you dragged out of his car? Did you beat him up? I said, of course not. It's one of my close friends. He goes. This is the way you treat your close friends? He goes like that. I said, well, like, can I say something? I looked look, officer. He was passing wind in a car. He goes. What? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> he goes. He goes. You expect me to believe that, right? So now the, the radio. He goes like this. Now the, I gotta say it. He goes. The cop. He keys the microphone, old fashioned. He goes. Well. It appears his friend is farting in the car. <laughs> now, this is two cops, right? Now the radio, the guy come back here. I hear the other guy go, "Well, checks out because we got him in our car and he's farting <laughs> in our car too." so the cop the cop decides that's got pete in the car they're gonna drag him back a firestone and beat the crap out of him okay they're gonna they're gonna kick his ass for farting in the car okay so so, so now now the, the cops are snickering it's kind of funny for him and i'm sure in, Mont, in certain areas of montclair are not a fun place to be so the car pulls up with pete the, the Big black cop, big monster guy. He opened the door, he drags Pete out of the car, and he goes, Dude, you're farting in Bloomfield. (laughs) So that's my and that was Christmas time, okay. That was our Christmas story. Yeah, wasn't, huh? wasn't Pete like in the back of the car, like giving me a thumbs up? Like <laughs> He's giving me a thumb like I did it in here too. <laughs> like The black cop goes, "Why don't we drag this man around the back and beat the hell out of him? <laughs> they, 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 were gonna, they, were gonna, they were gonna torch him, you know." So anyhow, that's oh my god. Thank you for having me, Tom, and and Merry Christmas everybody, and uh, happy holidays and happy New Year.
0: Merry Christmas, happy happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy everything. We want to be politically correct here. I guess, (laughs) yeah. yeah.
1: Happy generic holiday, I guess. Happy non-binary festive holiday. On this show,
0: it's Merry Christmas. It's Merry Christmas. We're Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm. So we want you all to have a great holiday season, and uh, thank you for listening. It's been a great year for us starting this Mm -hmm. podcast, and we look forward to bigger and better things. And again, I want to thank Eddie and Alicia for doing a great job and, and helping us get this going. And uh, we'll see you in 2018.